This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Everybody, welcome to Unsavory Antics, Volume Sixty Three. This is Judy. What up, people? Say Verge. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to multitask. Um, so, how you been? I'm I'm well. I'm very good. Very how good. are things, future future <laughs> Papa? You made um, your big announcement on the interwebs. It's it's like I put in the post. Um, that. I'm not gonna lie, that yet. post was mad long winded. I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> That's not I don't give a fuck. Um just saying. I'm really, really happy for you though. Um, I read the first and last sentence with, like not, I do in school. With the little shade kind of no, no, no. I'm saying it wasn't shade. I'm saying I I didn't read the whole thing. I read the beginning and I read the end, but I didn't read the whole post. But I saw that you posted it because I saw the ultrasound. So what part was the middle that you didn't get? I just remember seeing like Hey, like something, I got a baby on the way. Like, I just remember, I got the gist of it. But I already knew, so it's like, it's a little different. But I'm really, really happy for you. Like, why are you? No? Are you extra sensitive about it? Okay, no, I won't. I wasn't trying to be shady. I really wasn't. <laughs> anyway, like I said, um, everything's been good. I'm happy. Yay. Yeah, so, what's up with you? Nothing. School, work, same shit, different, different day. day. I, think. I went to the strip club over the weekend. When I was in Atlanta. Let's shake joint. <sighs> no, it was like the real hood one. Like the last like two songs, the bitches was already dressed. And so I felt like <laughs> ripped off. Cause I'm like <laughs> the bitches were already dressed like fully clothed? Yeah, like they came out like they was ready to hit another club. Like they was done working. Oh, so this, yeah. like fully I'm like, no, like I'm there's two more songs left. Like it's ten minutes of shaking y'all could do. Like and bitch, they was bitch get naked. They was like politic and making plans. So I felt ripped off. Good woman apartment. <laughs> huh. Bitch get naked You still got two more songs I'm saying You you do your whole shift Like You can't get I don't care what you do for a living You can't just get off early You can't just be done When you Wait, done Wait was this a dance for you Or just center stage No I don't like dances Cause they be trying to like oh, So man. what you like to do Like nah bitch Like I don't I, I don't like, really like dances like that Like don't touch me Just, just Yeah dance. and then it be all like Oh you You pretty And like that's like Well that's how they be dancing And like oh you pretty and I'm like, no. You guys are some bad shape joints. This is all they do. The well, I'm saying when they like when they trying to like fake get to know you. Oh. Uh, and then I don't know. See, my whole thing. They used I'm to not come with to the conversationalist of it all. When like, like food always arrive. Like, bitch, you're breathing over my lamb. Chest. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that like, sounds disgusting. Get your love spelling ass the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yes, my food is good. No, you can't have a dance. No, you definitely can't have no dance. You're ruin like, my potatoes. Like, yeah, like, can I get a seat? No. <laughs> Get your ass on stage You do your like, job But still Whether they're supposed to be on stage or not It was still patrons in there And they all was just ready to go I mean They had a long day Alright sure It's only sh- open so long I'm like, pretty sure not, shaking ass is a, is a tiring Day job. shift is like a shift right Like you do you work day shift and night shift I don't know I'm not a stripper anymore What I was black lavender back in the day Black <laughs> lavender <laughs> Man what <laughs> Um we have two guests with us today. If you guys want to introduce yourself. Yo, what's going on? This is Rich from the Mental Matters Podcast. What's... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jarrell from the Mental Matters Podcast. Appreciate you guys coming through, man. Really do. No Thank doubt. you very much. Was it the Urban Podcast event or was it the, the one with Premium Pete? It was the one where we took the crown. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, that Dallas bitch of a cop shooting my man's in his apartment. What the fuck was that? Man, that I've was, seen some developments. I've seen some developments about that. Yeah, that is that's tricky. Yeah, you got Cardi versus Nikki. Uh, you got Serena Williams getting like fuck the the, the the bullshit treatment. Robbed. Yeah. Then the shit that happened today in Warren, which was fucking crazy at the school, Fitzgerald High School. What happened? Shit, we'll just start with that. Sixteen uh, year old girl. Was stabbed and killed by a 70-year-old over a boy. Mm-hmm. What? 9.30 this morning. There it what is. What the fuck is that? Yeah. So I guess they were both involved with the boy or fighting over him, but a girl came with a butcher knife. I need to talk to a room full of teenagers. Like, these niggas ain't worth your time. It, mm-hmm. And it's definitely not over somebody's Especially life. Especially 16 like, years on. old, 17 exactly. years old. Like, y'all don't, like, what have you even built up in the way of emotions and, like, yeah. Yo, come on, like your mental is still developing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's that's so nine thirty this morning. Yeah, that's when the shit went down. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. So, and of course, one of the headlines said Detroit High School. Like, it's, it's not Detroit. Oh, they oh, I do. They always do that. They, like, they always try to like link a, it, like they want to be like a headline grabber to throw more shame or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's true. Clearly, in all the pictures, like, it says warned police and all that shit. Like right. in the, the fucking. I picture. feel like they only do that with like urban cities. So, like for instance, like it'll be like Atlanta school, and it'll be like something out in like past Marietta, like Kennesaw or some shit, mm-hmm. or it'll be like um, like New Orleans something, and it won't be the city of New Orleans. It'll be like something surrounded, but because people hear those cities and they think black, mm-hmm. I think that's what drives that narrative because when shit happens in the small-ass towns, they talk about it's like, you know, left foot Wisconsin. Like, they don't talk about, they don't bring up Milwaukee or anything like that, so it's like, what the fuck is that about? 
So that was definitely unfortunate. So yeah, that happened today. So rest in peace to the young girl who lost her life over some. She was 16? 16 years That's old. That's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, either she was 17, a 16-year-old stabbed her, or the 16, but, 16 was, but I believe it was a 16-year-old girl. So like I said, that's just some foolishness, man. And and then you 17, and now you you your life is you going, going to jail going because to jail some nigga who who not going who didn't give a shit about none of y'all. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was all about clout. Where was he at? Probably in the back, like oh shit. What you say, Jay? Like dang. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Don't bring up your high school antics in here. Oh boy. Yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. So. What was what was the thing right before that? Uh, Serena Williams. Okay, so you know she brought up some very valid points, mm-hmm. and I didn't appreciate the fact that they were so quick. Like they're so quick to label black women as angry, and so quick to label them as aggressive and loud and wrong but she was she was loud and right like mm-hmm. y'all robbed her mm-hmm. and then for you to for you to kind of like basically she was like it's a double standard like all these white men get away with doing all this shit all the time but as soon as i say something all of a sudden i'm an aggressive black woman and then i saw something today saying that referees don't want to yeah, um, they don't want to work her you know her yeah. matches or whatever and it's like because what because she called one of y'all out mm-hmm. and y'all didn't have nothing else to fucking say mm-hmm. i've been I'm an avid tennis watcher. Like, I played tennis when I was a kid. And Shut the front there, door. Yeah, there's a list of men who did that shit from John McEnroe, from Andre Agassi to fucking Novak Djokovic, who was literally stripped down in the middle of a fucking match. Oh, you watch tennis? You watch yeah, tennis? Yeah, I watch tennis. Like, I watch all the fucking open events. Like Sports Center. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, like, she's been on this shit for a minute saying, like, y'all piss test me more than anybody. Yeah, but I saw something about that. the bitch I be beating up on. Just got popped for some shit. Exactly. Y'all piss testing why I'm pregnant. Like, y'all really think I'm doing drugs while I'm right. pregnant? Y'all want to put an asterisk next to my name because I beat somebody while I was pregnant talking about it's two on one. Like, are you really fucking serious? Wow. Are you serious? Yes. Like, she's really. So the baby was in there, like, yeah. yeah. Like, let's... And they made a joke because she beat her sister Venus. Yeah. Venus, like, ah, oh, it's not fair. It was two on one. They took that shit and ran with it. Of course. That's crazy. Of course. That's crazy like, as hell. It's because she's, it, it, we know the reason. She's black and she's better than all of you. Yeah, exactly. She's black and she's good. Yeah, she's winning more majors than the men now. Like, right. Roger Federer is not really fucking with her on any level. So um, so I think I saw something where it said like that same referee like tried the same shit with Venus like years ago. He did. He, did. he called that, that coaching bullshit. That's crazy. That coaching it? bullshit. Really? And that's like the only sport that you don't. You're not supposed to get coaching in. Like, niggas get coaching in golf from their fucking caddy. All the other sports. But this one, because they gave her, like, a, hey, turn up the intensity look. Oh, no. You're, like, really, dog? There's not too much coaching you can really do in tennis. Exactly. Like, either you can say, hey, you got to get that first serve off, right? Yeah, it's or not it's, it's not, it's like not this. too much you can really exactly. get off of that shit. That's some bullshit. Then the artist pulled that that racist-ass picture. Yeah, he just showed it to me. The big lips. The um the cartoon. Ma- the mammy shit. Yeah. And had the girl who won who was Japanese and black, but she's portrayed as a white girl with blonde hair on that fucking photo. That shit is crazy. Like, it's like, it's so blatant. Like, it is. It's like frustrating because it's not even hidden anymore. It's not. Like, like I said, literally, like all this racial shit, this white supremacist shit, it's all in front of you. You don't know who it is anymore. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, it can be your fucking doctor. Like, I'm scared to go to the doctors now because you're going to diagnose me with some shit I ain't got just because you don't like niggas. What? I never thought that's about that. That's just my fear now. I just, mm-hmm. I just thought about the other day at the doctor. Like, oh, I don't think she likes niggas. Like, give me a doctor that be struggling with shit, too. Like, give me, like, an Indian doctor. Give me a, give me a nigga doctor who's <laughs> Give me a nigga who's late. Like, shit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so I'm late like, to your appointment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, we pull up at the same time. Like, yeah. So that, that's the shit she going through. So they find her 17 grand, which ain't shit to her. They talk about because she smashed her rackets. Like, 
The records are free to her. And right. I'm, and it's her she's shit. She's not the only person who smashed records. It's her shit. That's why like, I carry six of them. So. Like, in addition to that, I mean, that's already, like, I'm not going to lie. I try my best to just turn it off. But on top of that, you have the whole thing about she can't wear her certain, like, Yeah, couldn't wear like, her, her, her um, like, outfit. Like, yeah. really? Like, she couldn't you wear her. All, you skirt all that ass? What was it? The, <laughs> the jumpsuit. The jumpsuit. They told her she couldn't wear the jumpsuit. Yeah. Right. And it was like... Okay, like, so then that's why I fucked. She... I fucked with Virgil so heavy for him to for him to come out with like that exaggerated ass wardrobe for her to be like, okay, she can't right. wear that. Well, watch her do all this I extra shit. Oh, Virgil right. designer. Yeah. I'm like me. Uh, okay, I, so, I don't hear niggas with my name, so I'd be getting excited. That's a fact. Yeah. It's like I'm two like, of y'all. <laughs> yeah, the boat I, is. I know one other, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I fucked with the fact that he was like, you know what? All right, like let's let's push the envelope then. Mm-hmm. Since y'all y'all telling her what she can't wear, then we gonna take these dresses and we gonna turn them up a notch. Yeah. And so like that was cool. But like, I'm like, y'all must forgot what she wore years ago at the U.S. Open, where she had that the low cut shit. That yeah, was right, like it was that like was, some cheeks. Even the even the commentator was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, like a little. Yeah, like, like okay, buns. You know, shit, all right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Speaking of Nike, um, you saw the shit about the New Orleans um oh, parks. Yeah, yeah something. You can't, you can't wear Nike shit in their parks. You can't purchase. It was like something about the booster club. The, boost, the, the booster mayor. club at, yeah, like the booster club for like New Orleans parks or something like that. Yeah. Like something about they can't, like basically they can't sell Nike merchandise. They can't purchase it to. Because they don't want to support. Yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. yeah. University of Georgia just dropped Nike from, from they. UGA? Yeah. They don't it's so Nike. funny because like Nike's a global giant yeah, in sportswear. Like not y'all America. not, like, okay, like y'all drop them, okay. But like y'all not like ruining this company's bottom line. Internationally, they make more. Come on, like okay, like your little white dent in it, like you mad and. What was it? I think I heard it went down three percent, and then sales went up because of the ad campaign on thirty one percent. Yeah, yeah like, so it's like, what did you really? We will exactly. take that three percent loss. That's like y'all nothing. burning up all them coals ass Nikes, like all y'all JC Penny Nikes yeah. and the motor grass joints. Nobody, somebody, somebody was buying them. The Air Monarchs, <laughs> right? Tear, look, got the, all the Monarchs in flames. Like okay, them boys from DSW, man. Yeah. What? what? The bitches what? that's twenty nine. Them bitches just Nike ones. shoes. They just they ain't even got no name. Bitches no, just Nike sneakers. Like come on, nobody gives a fuck. You know, burning bitches up though. I was I was loving that. Yeah, like, so. Fuck that company, and it's like okay. So what are you gonna wear now? Cause you know white people only be having like three pairs of shoes. So it's like you gonna burn up your good pair of Nikes. It's the cutting grass shoes, the walking <laughs> shoes. And, no, no, no. The cutting grass shoes, the walking all, shoes, and the, the functioning shoes is damn near the same pair. I would say the running errand shoes and the walking shoes, cause you know the white monarchs they hold that nice green grass cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do. They soak up that. They soak up that green for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck fuck them. That's all I was about to say. <laughs> I didn't have nothing better no, for that. Just do it anyway. How about yeah, that? exactly. Just do that shit. So what you feel about, um, is Cardi in the wrong for running up on Nikki? Fuck both of them, too. Um, I don't know. My thing is this, like, I, I get it. And there's so many people like, well, Cardi's in the spotlight and she needs to focus on her brand or whatever. First of all, Cardi shot up way too fast for her to have adjusted her hood ways to where she is now. Like, she's still who she was you know, essentially a year ago or a year and a half ago before she blew up. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you see a lot of people who who achieve like that that level of like fame and notoriety mm-hmm. that she's kind of getting right now, it's been a process. Whereas Cardi kind of like she had like her internet fame, which was for her being loud and boisterous and, you know, and crazy. Mm-hmm. Then when she got on TV, it was the same shit. And then now she achieved this success as far as her music career goes and high fashion or whatever. And you instantly want her to be somebody else. Like, it doesn't work that way. So I I don't condone. Like, I I really hate to see grown women, especially, like, successful grown women. I hate to see them going back and forth about, like, 
essentially like trivial shit. But at the same time, like y'all, y'all expecting too much from her. Like, mm-hmm. and that's that's just being hundred percent honest. Like you can't. I don't feel like you can turn somebody around that fast, especially when her the shit that y'all saying that she needs to turn around is essentially what got her to where she is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's one of those things. Like, yeah, the first mind is y'all too old for this shit. Like, cut it out, Cardi wrong as fuck. Like that's that's the first you know the first mind. But I feel like if you being realistic. She didn't, she didn't, I don't feel like she had a chance to really transition into like this, this arena that she's in. I feel like she did, like she damn near got there too fast. I see your head shaking on my peripheral. So turn your mic on and say what you got to say. I like the on-site is on-site shit. I mean, and, 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 and that's another it, thing. Like talking, Nikki, Nikki, you, you want some Hollywood shit talking all crazy and you, she ain't there yet. You, you got to realize who this woman is. You can't be talking all this shit like you just. You I good mean. in these motherfucking streets. And well, she said something about the child, which is confirmed or not confirmed. I think they said she liked the post about somebody said something about her child. But, I mean, shit. Pull I'm, up on me. I'm going to pull up on you. I mean, how long you need to know that you shouldn't be scrapping in public? I'm not saying. I'm not defending <laughs> you know it. But I'm saying. But you you I mean, think about it, though. You got grown-ass women. There's some people who, who don't still, give a fuck about That's what I'm saying. Shit. Like, women I mean, in their 40s still be out here fighting like a motherfucker. So it's like, I'm not saying it's right, nor do I condone it. But I'm saying if we being realistic. Like, even if they was at Walmart, bitch, you shouldn't be fighting at Walmart. No, you shouldn't. Like, at your job. Like, you I, shouldn't. I like, wholeheartedly agree with she that. She's damn near 30 years old. Like, you an adult. Yeah, an adult who was just getting money for fighting on TV. Like, I mean, it's you gotta you gotta look at where she coming from with this shit. It's some places she's supposed to fight at, and some places. I, and I not. definitely think that was the wrong place, but at the same time, like, hey. I mean, like she and, and she and she ain't evolved yet. I just don't think she evolved yet. I'm not saying it's right, but I think if you really look at what it is, I don't think she's evolved yet like, to she where like, she's able to control she like that. No, she like not like a a, a a retard or something. Neanderthal. Like she got. She get on television. I mean, she get on IG, and she always was ratchet with it. But she gave solid information. Like, yeah. I can, oh, that's a hood way to say it. But what you said makes sense. Like, you got the comprehending and understanding. I get that. Of what you're doing? Like, right. I think it's like a a cop out for everybody else to be like, well, she uh, like you make excuses for who you like in this situation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And I see everybody, not saying you specifically, but all her fans went jumping K for like, fam, you're not supposed to be fighting in public. No, I think she's wrong as fuck. fighting in front of security because you know it ain't about to be no fight yeah. anyway. I think right. she wrong as fuck. But Throwing shoes across the I hall. Mean, well, I guess I feel two ways about it. So, on one end, I feel like if you're a rapper, <laughs> I'm sorry, where the hand came out was funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 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 bitch was like, ah. Okay, go ahead. It's always ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> on one end, if, as a rap artist and as a, a fake hip hop enthusiast, I feel like you should be able to get these bars. If y'all feel that strongly about each other, get these bars. Yeah. Go blow for blow on some Jay Z Nas, Big and Pac stuff, and mm-hmm. see who wins. Give us a show. It was okay. a real show. Yeah. Because you fighting at this. At fashion this function. show is not yeah. going to give us that a ain't show. It. That ain't it. But on the other end, I mean, I kind of felt like this was coming anyway because there's all this animosity between like the whole motorsport mm-hmm. track and the video and all that stuff. And I saw it coming anyway. It's just a matter of time of when and where. Exactly. Yeah. So. But when did everybody like turn on Nikki though? It seemed like I'll say 
I think after that gospel song, she ain't gave us no did. bars in a while. That's why. I feel like it was. I feel, yeah, I feel it was after the gospel song she did. Now listening, uh, Nikki like dude, like or or somebody. <laughs> Wait, the like, like, no, <laughs> so I can bust in the flames. No, I never get your blasphemous jams out of here. That part, I listened to it because I was just like, "Wait, Nicki Minaj on the gospel?" I got it. So I was like, I had to hear it, and I was just like, after that, it seemed like everybody started turning against her, or maybe that's God's way of saying like, "You don't play with me." Like, I strike down your career and all your supporters. I mean, I I stopped. I stopped fucking with Nikki when when she thought that she she had the right to play the victim card and, and to be messy. Like when Cardi was really like when Cardi dropped her album, Nikki instantly got all like, wait, but what like don't forget about me. Let me do this, let me do this. And I was like, I don't the fuck with that because like you couldn't syndrome. even let yeah, you couldn't even let her have her moment. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been there, done that. Like your your success is is your success. Like nobody could take that away from you. So for you to jump on this, like essentially like this new girl. And be on some like, wait, 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 but look at me. Let me put these songs out. Let me do this. That's when I was like, I can't fuck with you. Because it's like your music is not what it was. And you want the same the same pool of this person that's doing like some hot shit right now. Right. So I just felt like she was just salty. I ain't fuck with her no more after that. Because I used to be a big Nicki fan. Well, not when she was doing all like the alter ego shit. I'm like, ah. I mean, she was dope when, you know, when she first got on freestyle and all that shit. Give me beat me up, Scotty Nicki. But, you that. know, that commercial lane worked for her. She got her fan base. But then... Like I said, I think that transition when somebody else came into the game and she realized, like, oh, okay, I really got to – somebody else is in here with some fucking stiff competition because the women rap game is just like one will pop in, but it will like – Nobody ever, out. like, was like, able to sustain. Yeah, That's like, true. everybody was like, oh, see, if Young and May dropped the album, we, we might have somebody listed with some lyrics. But, young and May. But – well, I'm sorry. It was a Young Ma. I thought it was a no, May. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. like, she – well, that I, that girl can flow. I almost called her a bitch. I don't think I call her a girl. I think that's well, that dude can flow. Whatever you want to do it. Whatever she I think you should advise and ask what they want to be called. That's like, yeah, like yeah. that's one of those. That's one like, of those situations, I think. Because she, she talk about fucking bitches with like a rawness you don't hear from guys. Yeah. So it's like, I got questions. Like, so, I don't know. Do you really got a question? I, I, I know I'm saying I don't I don't know what she wants to be. Because okay, you have like part. some some like studs who still prefer to be called, like they don't want to be called like a guy or he or whatever. You have some that's like, I... Have a dick in my mind, so I am a he. Like, you got some of them that be like that. Okay, confusion. We're life. I'm just Living saying the like LBGTQ LMLP. Maybe don't get us shut down. You can't the schoolhouse rock over here. Never mind. I mean, I'm. I'm just mine. Well, you just got a sound effect for it. You said you got a dick in my mind. I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best way I can figure out how to say it. Like you got it. Jay, what happened to the bell? No, that's right there. Oh, okay. Just in case I need it. Yeah, not too far away. All right. Last, well, uh, like I, I said. Bell. So, were you? Did you know about, or do you know what's going on with the Dallas case of everything she claimed? And so I see that she claimed that um, she thought it was her place. Bullshit. Um, right. She thought it was her place, and then that she announced herself as an officer. Um, which I, I don't, I don't give a fuck who you are. None of that makes any fucking sense whatsoever. She then the door was a jar. Yeah, and then she claimed the door was a jar, and then like somebody posted something like, "I live in the same building, and like there's no way these doors could be a I jar." Saw that. Which I can buy that because if it's any type of newer apartment complex, like those doors don't stay open. Like you would have to right. wedge them open with something. So as soon mm-hmm. as you open it, the door closes behind you. Now it doesn't necessarily lock behind you, but it closes behind you. So like when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, I didn't even think about that." The door probably wasn't a jar. And if your door was a jar, like, nah, bitch. Like, you lying. You lying. I the, think the, in the age of, like, everybody's a lawyer, you definitely got to uh, watch your back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Social media you be watching like, yeah, right, you lying, bro. Exactly, the, real the, quick. The drug and alcohol tests ever come back? Or are they still, like, they still trying I didn't to- see any. I didn't see any updates on that, which that's like an instant thing. So I'm wondering what the delay is. AKA we covering some shit up, well, sit tight. No, let's, take care of themselves. Let's, let's let's put our, our story so the together. The whole thing was I read that the Dallas police were looking to get manslaughter, not murder. And the way they written it up, the judge denied the warrants. Like, no, this is this is not written up correctly. Like, this is supposed to be murder, so I'm not signing this. Mm. So mm. next thing you notice, Dallas police are like, oh well, we want hands off this. So then the Texas Rangers are like, well, we'll pick it up. And they're going to try to go. For, Texas Rangers is like the state police. Yeah, yeah. I thought Texas Rangers was just like Walker. Yeah, but, as fuck. Yeah, as fuck. No, because I definitely just pictured a hat, like one of the big ass hats, and them in the forest. That's, That's it. Oh, my forest God. I went the straight there with it. But now they're, they're they going to pick it up. Texas. Hmm? They got trees in Texas, don't they? I'm sure that's true. I would hope so. I said Forrest and he's like desert. I'm like, wait, well, not Nevada. I was desert. thinking like Nevada. Okay, okay. go ahead. Sorry. But, um, In all of Texas, they have to have at least one tree. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. But um, so now they're, they picked it up and there's still a delay of like, what the fuck is going on? So mm. I feel like there's some shit in the sauce. Like, it's been, a, it'll be a week on Friday. I'm sorry, it's a Thursday. Thursday night. And this, still, this man is dead is... and this lady is just, I don't know if she's even in prison where she probably, I'm not prison, jail. She probably bailed herself out. She ain't like, in jail. Like, this man is dead, and this woman still has not one charge on her. I'm like, there's nothing she's saying. Like, they coaching, like, okay, well, say the door is open. Okay, well, if the fact if that person really is a neighbor, we'll put the social media shit out because you know, everybody be lying or right. trying to do some clout. Yeah, yeah. That shit, it, it's all done. But if those does, pictures are real with you with my mans. Oh, yeah. Now, that I'm makes, not sure that how that sense. is because Photoshop is really fucking amazing these yeah. days. So, I, I really, I, I looked at them like, eh. It's conveniently that came out, not saying, not trying to take her back, but you really don't fucking know. Right. But it's just like, all that shit just sounds really fucking fishy, man. The the door, the door thing, like I said, it, I, like, I don't, I can't verify the validity of that post, but it did, mm-hmm. like I said, like new apartments, the doors don't stay open. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And then it was just like, you not just going to haul off and shoot something. Like, it's just, it just didn't make sense. First of all, how do you walk into an apartment that's not yours unless you was on some shit? Because, like, come on. Like, the bitch I is lying. I can tell you how. What's her race? What? You know, F- they be playing F- games. F-, F-, F F F. They be playing games. Just saying. So, I wouldn't, you know, I would not be shocked if she gets off. Because somebody says something, the same thing in Trayvon Martin case. The best way to get off a murder is kill your only witness. Yeah, that's and true. nobody else is witness. From where you know, nobody else witnessed it. And I think, it, I think this one. It helps one, that she has the white background and the blue. But I'm 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 hoping that with this one, with it being like with it occurring in a, an apartment building and there being witnesses saying like she was out there, um, she was out there like yelling like let me in or something mm-hmm. before and like I'm hoping that those people have enough courage to like really try Stand to up. get get it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but people be full of shit, yeah. so I don't know. So it's like almost a point like how credible it really is that source. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're going to try to dig in that person's life. Oh, he's a former drug addict. Exactly. So can't, exactly. can't use him. I was happy they put up, like, a decent picture of, of was it Bo- Botham? I can't. I, I'm not Botham even going to try to butcher his name. But something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad they used, like, a, a good picture of him. Because, you know, they look for, like, the most oh, yeah. ran down picture of uh, somebody to put up. Right. So I'm like, well, at least he looks like, you know, an upstanding citizen. And mm-hmm. he was, by all accounts. So, I mean, it's just it's sad that we lose people at such an alarming rate to bullshit these days. Rest in peace, young man, because um, that lady needs to fry. Texas has the death penalty, I'm sure. Whoops. I told you how I feel about white women messing with I don't think they are bad, but white women like black dick. They don't like black people, flat out. Isn't that the same thing for culture? 
they like black culture and they don't like black people. Facts. There you go. Anything they can anything they can benefit from, they love, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't want the people attached to it. Culture, music, tire, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Detroit. <laughs> the, whole, the whole, the whole bitch, the that whole part. bitch, the whole city. You know, they always take over the urban cities, Brooklyn, Chicago. Oh, they had gentrified the shit out of anything. You know, and yeah. the, and the architecture. Whenever I see them, <laughs> like the official architecture of gentrification, and it'd be like that super like ultra modern like building with all the. <laughs> Like get your ass out of here! <laughs> like you about to tear you about to tear this neighborhood up, ain't you? Like you can tell when they start building <laughs> that shit. Like you about to kick us <laughs> all out, huh? Adding them new scooters that be sitting everywhere uh, around the city. I seen one. So for did the you first see a bike rack go up week. or a scooter uh, rack go up? You like, well, I was not aware of that. I'm like, where do they get these motherfuckers? And a random coffee shop like tucked into like some little yeah, hoods. You get, you like, get a oh, coffee shop, dang. a Whole Foods, and Starbucks pop up in your neighborhood. And them two uh, joggers and a dog. Yeah. You see, you see, uh, you see a golden a golden retriever. Or, hood, or a white man jogging. Nobody got no golden retriever in the hood. Or, or, or a white man jogging. That's it. And you might have an occasional Yorkie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, You'll you get a shit suit no, before you get exactly. a golden retriever. Golden retriever. Yeah. yeah, you got fucking Airbud jogging through here. Yeah, God, I mean, fuck that. Yeah, we know. Y'all, y'all. Whenever I see that in the hood, I be like, come on, it's man. Coming. No, you can't stop Shit. it. Shit. I ain't going to be able to afford a coffee around this bitch. Yeah, no, Give y'all two $10. weeks. Going to Aldi, make my own coffee. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I know I got a latte machine at home now. Listen. Y'all done fucked me up. Hey, get a, cor- a Keurig or whatever. Those are nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely get I got one of those. K-Cups kind of. Amazon yeah. You know, Amazon. You can that's get the big, the big, the yeah. big uh, variety get, get box. The yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the jam. If you get like six, like, it's literally fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Hope y'all mm-hmm. writing that down because uh, yeah, go get that. You get like fit, like well, yeah, you get like twenty four account, but it's different ones. Yeah, yeah, or, and it's like twenty four, like thirty mm-hmm. something, and like fifty. Then, yeah, yeah, that's probably because, like I said, if you go to Walmart and get like the six count, you're gonna spend fifteen. Yeah, we got my grandma carried for Mother's Day a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I was the only one buying the K cups. And like everybody else is drinking them shits, so my granny ain't had no K cups in a minute because I'm like niggas need to drop down or 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 granny gonna have to boil that water on the stove. Like y'all not about to beat me over the the head with these K cups. She put the jar out there like donation. Exactly, I told her I'm like they need to drop a dollar in here if they gonna take a K cup. I mean, mean, still cheaper than a cup of coffee. That's the ultimate definition of paying for convenience. Listen, she's still been looking at me with a side. I ain't buying you no more K cups, granny. That's just it. It ain't happening. I told my mom. I'm like, I'm talking about. Like when you come in, like I got these, so I got all the car. Nah, I still want instant. I'm like what? what the hell? It's a ghost. It's a sexual ass trapper. <laughs> <laughs> Big se- se- fucking party. Sexual mic just. How do how do I? Tiny. Uh yeah. <laughs> Should be right here. On the left. This one. It just tried to hit me in a. Good luck. Yeah. Pull the Nikki on you. <laughs> Hello. Okay. All right. All right, so let's get into the shit. So we got the the gentleman of the Mental Matters podcast with us today. Yes, yes. Hey. All right, so for some listeners who may not have heard about your podcast, it's your first time even hearing it, tell us a little bit about it, how to get started and all that. So Mental Matters is like the ultimate, like, in my opinion, sliding the DMs, we about to do this thing. (laughs) And what we mean by that is, so just over a year ago, this gentleman across from me put up a Facebook status and said, yo, wouldn't it be dope for men to have a platform where we legit talk about our issues, mm-hmm. how to solve them, and, you know, kind of get the whole community feel to it? Mm-hmm. And he also said some other stuff I didn't agree with, but I ultimately <laughs> was like, you know what? Count me in. Like, let's have a discussion. Let's, like, I immediately slid in the DMs like, yo, bro, let's let's have a conversation. Yeah. And um, no more than, what, 
probably five or six yeah, months later, we had episode long. one. Yeah, that's so, dope. Actually, like, I like organic beginnings <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was, um, you know, Facebook do the memories and everything. So it actually was uh, September seventh last year, and I could just read it real quick. The post said, I want to start a monthly fellowship amongst husbands, young and old, that allows the young husbands to get the gain from the experienced husbands. We come together month to month and exchange stories, experiences, and topics like the following. Budgeting for your household. How did things change once you had children? How to support her dreams and goals and have enough strength to sustain yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And then at the end, I put... Uh, even incorporate the guys who are engaged to be married so they can soak up the knowledge too. Somebody buy pizza, somebody bring wings, somebody bring assorted Fago drinks. Did it say somebody? And Come every- on, assorted Fago drinks. <laughs> Did it say somebody? And every wife donates the dessert and we in that thing. First of all, that sounds like a cute ass function, like <laughs> food and like a potluck ministry. Like I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> a cute ass ministry. So like you said, he he slid in the DMs and uh from there, it was it was like it was my idea just to like have like this, this whole discussion like platform. But then he was like, "Yo, we could turn this into a podcast, and then we could just like keep growing it from there and there." So. I had no idea what I was talking about. By the way, disclaimer: you like uh, it. It sounds pretty good. So let's, let's, let's just do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's try that out. Yeah, let's try that out. Now, you guys' background, um, I know because you guys know uh, my girlfriend Gwen is both an engineer. Mm-hmm. So where did you guys just decide? Kind of with your post, how did you was like? All right, well. I want to do something with like mental health and everything. Like, where do you do most of your research, or where is it? Are you drawing off personal experience, or are you doing your own research based off uh, things you come across? A lot of it is personal experience. Okay, for, I can speak for me. We do uh, draw from you know, articles and things that we like find on Google, like how you guys do, like the like every podcast does the uh, current events, mm-hmm. and then from there you like research it some more. Like, yeah. what does this lead to? So, we kind of go from that angle. Um, I know Richie could probably speak to some more of it. But. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I can speak from honest experience. Like, I was talking with my sister last night, and I realized my life is really jacked up. Like, <laughs> I dealt with a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff that you wouldn't think to talk about. Right, Like, right. you know, growing up in a somewhat broken home or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, growing up in an inner city where, you know, yep. crime is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, different things like that is just, like, other people call it normal. But actually... Everybody should probably go talk to somebody about exactly. this stuff because yeah. we all struggle from something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, at least for me, I decided, you know what, I'm probably not the only one dealing with something like that. Mm-hmm. So, let's kind of create that whole thing of, hey, you know, we're not experts, but, you know, we understand because we've been through that. Right. And so, if I had to look for resources, where would I try to find them? And so, we try to offer solutions and tips and ideas to make sure you're having your best, basically able to have your best self every single day. So. I like it. So we we've had like a few episodes where we've been um, somewhat transparent about like our own struggles with you know like our moms growing up and just like our childhoods and stuff like that. And I think one thing, especially in our community, especially being from Detroit in particular, the struggle is so common. It, it's it, it's a kind of a new normal. So you don't yeah. think about it being an anomaly when in all actuality, like people, you know, it's this super small group of people that that it's normal for, not realizing that like. Most people don't deal with the stuff that we grow up seeing every day or, you know, dealing with on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely, that was definitely a good point because I, I never thought about One thing about I, I didn't realize, which I probably should have when you were saying growing up, all the stuff that we go through that we perceive as normal because mm-hmm. that's all we're around. We're around our friends who's possibly going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're all going to the same schools with people. We tend to stand around the same crowd. So for us, like you said, 
that's a normal day to day. Exactly. You go outside, let's just say you go north of eight mile or go further up, mm-hmm. that's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when he when he said it like that, I never looked at it like yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, like, it wasn't until I moved to the suburbs in like fifth grade, mm-hmm. and I saw like and and it wasn't and the thing was so I moved I moved to the suburbs in fifth grade. I was the only black girl in my class, and um, so it was already kind of like you looking around and you're like oh this is different. And then as I like befriended people in school, I saw that everybody had like both parents. Mm-hmm. Now my parents were still married, but it was never a true two parent household. It was always still. It just always felt like coexisting. It never felt like, you know, there weren't like a whole lot of family dinners and like that kind of thing mm-hmm. or like a lot of like family time as a unit. So when I started seeing that, it creeped me out because I'm like, yo, like y'all all hanging out together. Like, what's wrong? Like, something like that? Like, why y'all all mm-hmm. here sitting watching TV? Like, what's this? Mm-hmm. And it's like crazy that something that normal or something that simple seems like such a, a stretch from where you come from. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's it's really, yeah. Like this, I feel like that's a lot of why people don't um, people struggle with stuff now mm-hmm. because of like yeah. the stuff like you say like it's probably stuff that you think is normal. You never went and talked to anybody about it though. Mm-hmm. My, so, I never went and saw that therapist. They kept canceling my appointment. I'm gonna tell you about that. Oh no. So I had to cut in your guys' perspective, so <laughs> mental health within the black community, especially the black man, is like an urban legend. Like Tabby we don't like going black. to see the doctor. We don't like going to see. You know, therapists, hell, we don't like, you know, talking to our girlfriends about certain things or our significant other. So where do you guys feel like most of that starts? Does it start early childhood? Does it grow up adolescence, like teenage, you're building stuff up? Or I know a lot of people, they really have their breakdowns at work for some odd reason. I'm not sure what that really is. Because that's the the, the separation from your reality. Mm -hmm. And that's when you that's you got to be away from your day to day to reflect on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you sitting at work hating your job most yep. of the time, yep. like, you're with somebody. You we'll like, talk about it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> my job right now is okay, but I do recall a time where it's like I would sit at work and be like, "Fuck, I hate this job and everything else." Like you know, it just kind of piles up. So I think that's why work is like the let me go in the bathroom and mm-hmm. hide out for an hour. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Extended lunch. But yeah, so where do you guys think that that starts? So from me anyway, um, I think it's especially for the men. I think it ultimately starts from, you know, that whole man up mentality. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to have your father around, if not, whatever. But it comes from that mindset of saying, you know, hey, you ain't crying, man up. Don't cry. I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. It's like that whole mentality of ain't nothing really wrong with you because you still breathing, you still alive. Right. But did you die? Exactly. Like it's that whole thing. So. Um, I think it also stems from that, and I think it goes way further back than that, like slavery days even. But um, at the end of the day, I do think it starts at home where it's like, hey, toughen up. Life's mm-hmm. going to be hard. Have thick skin. Like, yeah. what? The chunk sucks. Like, right. I, need the, exactly. I need the breakdown <laughs> exactly. right now. Like, like what this do you is mean? not good. Right. So that compression of just those things really kind of sets it off. I just remember playing sports for the first time and, like, I just remember the coaches just like going crazy on us, like, and we we still in like elementary school. They like, why are you crying? Get back on the line. Suicide, suicides, and suicide. Run like nine years old, like why? Man, but it was like being like eight or nine years old playing for Coach Carter, 
Like I remember that. <laughs> like, like to the baseline. To the, to the baseline. <laughs> right. That's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. This is like they they it's like they breaking you, but then they won't let you like build yourself build you back, back up. up. Yeah. yeah. So I just remember like that whole like the whole drill sergeant basketball coach stuff. Like I remember that. That was I think kids experienced that near you. That's probably like one of the first times outside of the household where and it's, it's like nobody's there, maybe now, but when we were kids, like nobody was there to police our coaches. Nobody was there to say, hey, you're you going too far, you're taking it too mm-hmm. far. Because so, mm-hmm. you know. I would look at a lot of that, like you said, if some kids were not fortunate to have their fathers in there, they looked at the coaches as a father, a father figure, figure to the kids. And when I was growing up, like I said, my father passed when I was um, three. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that. So my mama always was like, she was like the man, like, hey, toughen up, stop crying. Right. Mm-hmm. Mainly because she was just like, you don't want to appear weak in front of other people or mm-hmm. they may pray on the week. Mm-hmm. So I took that as, like you said, do not cry, you know what I'm saying, hide all your emotions. But I think we took that and kept that mentality our whole life. Yeah, like, exactly. Regardless of whatever it is, it's like it was points like I wasn't even crying at funerals because I didn't want to appear weak in front of my family because that's how I always. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, that's how that's how you knew to be. Yeah. And I even look at that now and I'm looking back like I don't need to stop because I'm like that with Gwen. So I'm like, stop crying. You got no reason to cry about like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Michael, realizing that he could really be exactly like having like, a moment. He may be having like. Yeah. Now kids are more there. They can see a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Than, the world is more transparent than it was when we were kids. Like, For sure. You got the Internet. You got access to whatever you want at the palm mm-hmm. of your hands. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at like, hey. You're the only boy, whatever. You need to toughen up because, like I said, life is hard. Life is a whole lot right, harder now man. for you guys than right. what we were. Like right. y'all really y'all got, got a this lot more shit, shit to deal with. You know, for, sure. for us was was nothing compared to what y'all going through because mm-hmm. kids are soft. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's like at the same time, I feel like I'm breaking him down. Yeah, and it's just like that's not my intention, but I wanted to get you ready because. This shit ain't easy. Exactly, this shit is not easy. Like you look at it in school now, like it's it's not easy for these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Like you said, I, I it's that whole mentality. Like I said, men, everybody needs that outlet. Yeah, and right. I think we're so we say we're not worried, but I think sub- subconsciously we are worried about what people think if we are in that emotional state. Yeah, like I don't want to appear weak in front of this person because, mm-hmm. like, how my whole little situation went down. Like my stuff was building up for years, mm-hmm. and then when it came out, it was just like, yo. This All person, of it at once. This person don't cry in the saddest of the saddest movies. Right. Like, I didn't even cry when Mufasa died. Right. So. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 what? I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, so when I had my breakdown, it was just like, yo, something is really wrong because you don't let nothing get to you. Right. But like I said, I was always, that's just how my mother raised me. It was just like, if my sister cried, it's fine because she's a girl. Right. Girls cry, you know, they're a little yeah. less um, sensitive than men. But me, no, nah, I can literally broke my foot in half and no, you better not cry. Right. I think, and, and with like parent, like I don't have kids, but I can imagine with parenting, it's even more of a, a double-edged sword because you want to prepare your kids for the evils of the world by letting them know like, hey, you have to be strong. Like you can't let people see you being weak or whatever. But at the same time, you want to nurture them and make them and let them know that they feel that they can be safe with you and vulnerable with you and show those emo- emotions with you. So I can imagine like, and parenting, it's even more difficult to balance that because you don't want no kid that's at, at school crying for shits and gigs. Like, hey, like, it ain't that deep. Like, you know, like, stand up straight. Like, wipe your eyes because some shit ain't worth crying about. Because right. 
I feel like people took my my rant about men crying on me. I feel like they took that the wrong way because it wasn't necessarily saying that men shouldn't cry, <laughs> but it was saying like okay. you want some bullshit. Like you you crying like I I would feel like manipulated when they would cry, or I would feel like it was like a, a, a thing gen, of when like this is what I'm going through. Yeah, like, like I, maybe I can make you feel sorry for me. If exactly, I'm exactly. Like mm-hmm. I always felt like it was an angle to the crying, which is game. why I yeah, which is why I would mm-hmm. be so irritated because it's like. Really? Like, you love me that much? Like, do you? You know, and it's like, it will always yeah. be like after some shit and, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of thing. And it'd be like, okay, so you trying to you trying to pull some type of card on me. So that was really my my thing with the whole crying thing. Like, don't be crying on me if you want some bullshit. You really are but, from the side. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've had, like, I've experienced moments where, like, an ex, like, years ago, he really, like, was going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you could just see the weight on him. And it was like, in that moment, I appreciated him being vulnerable and, and being able to break down. Um, but the rest of them, that wasn't the case. So <laughs> don't just be crying and manipulate nobody. You, you guys said that. something in one of your episodes, which I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Fucking boundaries. And if you do not set those boundaries, how somebody can really drive you fucking crazy, whether it's Facts. work life or personal life. Mm-hmm. So touch on boundaries a little bit and really, like, what's the best way to establish that I like shit? That. And, like, <laughs> hey, you can't come further past here, motherfucker. Nah, 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 nah. Maybe. For me, what works is like when I first meet someone, I don't like give them like all of me to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's like you get like this, like, I know, like, you know, like guys say when they first go on a date with a girl, they send a representative. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, when you, like, it's like with people I don't know, I know or people who I first come into contact with, it's like, oh, hi. Like, I give them my professional voice. Yeah, yeah, all that type of stuff. And then it's like, it has to, like, build from there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't give a person, like, all access because then I feel like we give them all access. And I'm, I got to start taking stuff back if they start, you know, messing up or whatever, right. start taking advantage of me. So it's just more like, you know, if I meet somebody, you know, this is me. Um, we can build from this, you know, we can go hang out, you know, build it from there, text messages, and from there, actually more and more hanging out, you come to the house now, and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more so, like, establishing, this is my guard, okay, you cool, I let my guard down a little bit more and more and more, uh, until I feel like you, the person who you actually say you are, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what works for me, that's what my, my parents taught me. I like that. Do you apply that same thing work-wise as well? It's hard to do at work. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> I think our culture used to be like, nah, up front at work. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It seems like at work. I feel work, like it's a trust issue at work. Oh, wait, you saying it's hard for you to set like set those boundaries at yeah, work? Yeah, it's hard for me to set boundaries at work. I don't know if it's because... I think I put like pressure on myself to say, you know, I want I don't want to be looked at as like this this angry black guy who like don't want to socialize with anybody. Oh uh, yeah, you're not, you're I know what you're saying. You know, like mm-hmm. I can't. I don't want to put up that guard at work. Like, no, don't come to my desk. Like, don't say hi to me. I don't want to go to lunch with you. You know, right. I, I'm not trying to like be like that antisocial person because I know like there's a, there's like a certain game that you have to play. You have to like go to after work events. You have to make jokes in no. meetings sometime. Like, you no, know, no. in order just to be like, you have to be sociable. No. Maybe it's different at y'all work. <laughs> I don't go no. to the I don't go to the happy don't hours. Invite me I to function. Do. Yeah. Nah, none of that. I mean, like nah. I'm not going there like every Thursday, but it's like somebody from our group retires. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show my face there for like 45 minutes. My issue with work has always been like um, it's always been a trust issue, especially if you work in a diverse enough workplace. It's mm. like depending and depending on the industry, um, it's always been a trust. Like I don't trust you and. I'm very I'm very skeptical of people anyway, so it's like I don't really know what kind of bag you're coming out of. So like, let mm-hmm. me see how you move first, mm-hmm. and like, let me go from there. 
Um, but at the same time, no, nah, I ain't going to nothing. Don't invite me. Yeah, because <laughs> ever since when I listened to the episode when they talking about that, I kind of put stuff in perspective a little bit because you feel like if you do not set those boundaries, you'll have a boss who will try to put everything going because they feel like, well, he doesn't speak up for himself. And exactly. Yeah. And that shit will literally drive you crazy up to like four in the morning trying to finish a project. In life, That's you not really even getting paid for. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not even my job description. Yeah. yeah. So I had listened to that shit in like two weeks ago. Like, no, last week. My boss came to me about some bullshit. And I was just like, no. <laughs> like, and that shit felt amazing. I'm like, no. I'm like, no. Like, like, what a release. Like, you full of shit. And I said that when I was like, nah, y'all full of it. Like, y'all, there's no way you can try to pull this on me. No, like, take that shit up the road. Right. I need yeah. y'all to understand. And I remember when I heard this on another podcast, it just spoke to my soul. <laughs> No is a complete sentence. It's a complete sentence. I just told my friend that the other day. (laughs) It has the proper punctuation at the end. It got a subject and a predicate. It's good. No. That's it. No. Believe it or not, I understand that shit. Like, no. And that can be the end of the conversation. Like, no. (laughs) I don't owe you a why. I don't owe you a how and none of that. No. No five uh no five W one H none no. of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I use a little bit of passive aggression with boundaries sometimes too. So like for work, it's like, you know, once it is four o'clock, I'm turning my work phone off. Mm-hmm. That's cute. You know, so that's I'm off. four yeah. o'clock. It's, off. it's like it's like I don't I don't need that confrontation. I don't feel like being bothered with you right now. Like I, you're not gonna mess up my mental space. What, so what I'm time trying you start home. work if you off at four? Eight. Oh, you live in a good life. You I mean, I'm, I'll start driving probably like at it's seven. Hours, I, I gotta get there. It's like an hour away because I'm on this project that's in Flint. But so I start driving at seven, get to work like eight, a little bit after eight. Mm-hmm. Shut it home. down at four. Yeah, and then get home like at five. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not really around. Right, yeah. exactly. that phone has to go off in order for me just to like wind down to and get ready for me to like be like the person I'm supposed to be at home. <laughs> It's like home me and work me are like two different people. Like I'm way more different at home. At work, like I said, it's like the representative thing. Again. I want to meet the work. Team. Right. I'm I'm like curious. I don't say anything. Oh, you, <laughs> never mind. Like real, don't, never real mind. That will drive me crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm the person who like comes in. It's like, okay, what well, has to get done today? All right, I'll do that. I'll check in with you if I have an issue with it. Like It's more like that. Or we have a meeting. Okay, I'll go to the meeting. This is what I think like in the meeting for this project. Other than that, I don't really want to say no, anything. So you're, you're like me. Like I don't speak unless I'm addressed. Right, after right. that. Yeah. Don't really talk to me. I, I could totally see you at work. Like I, I, I don't talk to nobody. Like I got two people I talk to. We'll talk shit. But if I got my AirPods on and I'm just like, if, if I have a hood on my hood, stay the fuck away. That's universal for I'm not trying to talk. If I have something in my it's ears, universal that's universal for I don't want anything else going that's into my ears but what us. I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah. The whites yeah. do not comprehend that shit. So I noticed, I noticed that like um, when it comes to like, for instance, like setting boundaries or um, – like, like how you were saying, like your boss kept, like they tried to put something on you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like in life, for instance, like you have those people who always expect you to bend over backwards for them. Like, I mean, independent of like parents or whatever, but like whoever, they expect you to bend over backwards. I find that like adults, I guess because I don't know if it's just because of stuff that you experience, but it's a lot of adults don't know how to have like less than fun conversations. So like serious conversations scare adults and it doesn't matter like if it's like serious in a point where it's like hey you know I just would prefer you not do that or serious like hey we need to sit down and talk about it but I noticed that when you are addressing something in a formal kind of like way people don't know how to take that mm-hmm. and men specifically Uh-oh. I just and I just want some insight on this because I feel like men um when women want to address certain things um, and it's not always like a, hey, we need to talk kind of conversation. But it's like, a, hey, like, let me let me run this by you or like, let me mention this to you. Why do you think it is that men are 
some men on the defensive. are yeah they're either defensive or they're just not very receptive to things that like women want to address so like for instance i'm trying to think of like a good example um so okay so i i dated a guy who if the conversation was anything less than shits and giggles, he did not want to talk about it. Like, mm. he just couldn't, like, it would just send him into a tailspin if it wasn't, like, smiles and sunshine. Mm. And I've noticed that, like, that's a trend with guys when it comes to, like, those things that they don't necessarily, like, want to talk about. It's, like, almost like it gets uncomfortable and they just shut it down. Mm. So it's like, can you shed some light on why that is? Because I'm curious. So I can't speak for all guys. I never would So obviously, to. yeah. But what I will say if. If it were us having that type of discussion, mm-hmm. from my standpoint, if I feel like I don't want to talk about a certain topic, mm-hmm. it's probably because I'm not comfortable having that discussion. And so it could be like an admission of guilt type deal. It could be just other random things that may like hit a sore spot, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that also comes from, you know, just not truly being in tune with yourself. I think. Because okay. for me personally, I'm probably one of the most traditional, untraditional guys. Okay. <laughs> but um, I'm an open book. So it's nothing that can really throw me off, but mm-hmm. it's also nothing that I don't mind shedding light about. Because if I got something to hide at this point, then we probably shouldn't be having a conversation. Right, right. So I don't know. But I think everybody guy's different. And mm-hmm. you have to really shed a lot of layers to make sure that you can have those discussions with certain people mm-hmm. and make sure they're comfortable having it, I think. Hmm. I can give you my example. Uh, like, before um, I got married, uh, we had to, like, go through, like, therapy with our pastor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, we had, she kept bringing up the, uh, the I, don't, I don't know what you want to call it. It wasn't an issue. Well, I guess it was an issue if, if I was bothered by it. But the whole thing about, like, joint bank accounts. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, it's like I was just like, you know, you got your money. I got my money. Like uh, we could, we could get an account together, and I uh, could keep like you know my twenty percent over here. Like the rest, you know, we put it all together. You know that type of thing. And she was just like, "Well, it's like the Bible says this and this and this." And I was like, "Okay." And then so I, skip that Jesus. It was like okay. Skip <laughs> <laughs> that Jesus. Nah, it was like it, it was just like you know that went on for probably like we had that talk probably like three times a week and like each time I was just like, okay. Like, it was like, that was my thing. It was mm-hmm. just like, you know, okay, that, that, that'll give me time or whatever in my head to like not have to deal with it. But, you know, when they actually like went to therapy and went to like counseling, what marriage counseling and stuff before we even got married, it was just like, yo, if I'm gonna get married, that means I'm supposed to give like everything that I have, everything of me to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for at least for men, I think all men can say this, like, like the money that we make, that's like us, like that's like our tangible value of ourselves. So it's kind of like you know, yeah. this is the money that I made, and like you want me to like hand it all over, right? Like so, here is me and everything. It's tripping more of my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. So I can kinda, see that. But then I thought about it. I'm, like, I'm supposed to be giving everything that I am to this person. So like this is my tangible like value. So it makes sense to you know you know put it all together. So it's like I had to like go through. You know, multiple conversations. I mm-hmm. had to hear it from our pastor, who's who's like from the, you know, he's black. He's like me. You know, all that stuff. So it was like I had to hear it from somebody who was more experienced and you know, come with me with facts with it. So that makes sense. Yeah, that was that was the one issue that I could give. It's just like I mean, if, if a guy keeps saying like, okay, it's like he's just buying time until like you don't have to hear it no more. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's how. It was. What? Yeah, I was just curious about that. But you you brought up a point. It was like they're probably not in touch with themselves because. Yeah. 
when I think back on the men who responded that way, it's like, yeah, you was hiding something or you was lying about something or you didn't, you know what I mean? It was like definitely, I could definitely um, justify it that way. What you got, Bridge? Two sides of the story with that. Either one, like you said, they could be hiding something, you know. See, first of all, men already don't like the conversation to start off. We need to have a talk. Or oh, no, no. I wasn't talking about, about the... No, no, like, oh, you just saying like... Nobody wants to But I be, still, I be interested. Like, what's that? If you got a man who probably is doing dirt or something, anytime you guys talk and you start getting around the area just a little bit, they're already on... They on edge. Yeah, mm. no. Because they're like, all right, you know something? No. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like it all depends on how the man actually feels about you. Yeah, the comfort if level. If you actually like a woman and you can see yourself with this person for a mm-hmm. long period of time, you, like you said, you will become an open book to this person. But it's, it's still a process, though. It's a process. But I feel like if somebody who really is a certain parts of their life, they don't want to share with you, it's, it's probably a little red flag. Like, ah, this person is probably just maybe just a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. Because when I did that, it was certain things I didn't talk about women with. Like, you don't need to know my mama. You don't need to know this part of my life. Right. We yeah. just kicking it. Right. But if it was somebody I was actually with, like, yeah, like, I want to know these things about you. I want you to yeah. know these things about me, rather it can be ugly or whatever. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. They set me for who I am, but time to wake up. But that, that's just, um, that's just, that's how I took it. So, hmm. all right. Okay. So both of you guys are married. Yep. How do you guys balance that? We already know sometimes we can be in our moods and women can be in their moods. Mm-hmm. How do you guys, like, come together and just, like, Fight through that. Ugh, I want to kill you right now, and let's kind of keep a stress-free house. Because I know with me, like <laughs> you go over there, I'm going up here, down here. Don't come talk to me for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people who have issues, they don't go home and talk to their significant others, or they don't do anything. They just try to hide from the fact. So, what do you guys do in your household to try to like, you know, keep everything lively and everything, like not try to keep things bottled up? Me? Okay. You're the so, I'm like, uh, <laughs> Without sharing everything or your, your personal I ain't going to share everything. She wouldn't appreciate that. She might even listen to this. But um, so on one end, I make sure, we both make sure that there's like this decompression time when we first get home. Mm-hmm. Like I have my chair. Okay. And I need at least my 10 minutes in my chair. Just leave me alone. Don't bug me. My dogs can crawl over me. I don't care. Just leave me alone for a good 10 minutes. Okay. I promise I'll tell you. I promise. Just give me these 10 minutes. Don't ask me to go. No, nothing. (laughs) But for my wife in particular, she knows, especially now. We've been together, what, almost eight years now. And so she knows. Like, all right, what's wrong? What's going on? I can tell your mood is just hell no. But on a different note is, you know, we decided – up front, especially when we first start talking, is, hey, look, listen, if we trying to do this whole thing long term, then I kind of need to know everything that's going on. Like Olivia Poe, help me help you. I need right. to know everything. Don't you hide nothing from me. No, I love a scandal. <laughs> and so, look, just a little bit. But um, but at the end of the day, like, you kind of have to bring your complete selves to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, you know, you two forming one person. It's this complete person plus this complete person, flaws and all having that one unit. So if I can't bring my complete self to you, right. I don't love myself. I can't give my I can't give you 100% of myself. Right. So I'm not 100%. Right. So you got to keep those things in mind, but as far as the whole conflict piece, um you know, again, if we're angry at each other, she'll go to her space, she'll I'll give her a space or vice versa cuz I know we're going to have to talk about it. I already right. know it's going to happen. Right. She's going to send that text like I'm mad at you and be like for what? And then after that, <laughs> we're going to have that grown-ass discussion. And right. Then Keep it moving. Because we actually invested in this marriage thing. And it's like, all right, well, 
how we're going to resolve this and move forward. So, Just an effort on both parts. Mm-hmm. Equal effort that have makes to. a difference. Nobody wins when the family feels. Right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Thanks, Good references. Sean. These references are solid. Yeah. I try. A little bit. <laughs> For me, what works is like, um, like it, it could be like trivial stuff. It's, it's all, I'll be honest. Like Most of the time, 85% of the time, it's probably like my fault. <laughs> because, <laughs> but it's like when, when, there I, you go. when I first when I first got with her, I was just like some stuff would make her like mad. I'm like, Man, I don't require you to get that mad. But then I started seeing like, oh, this is you know the way you were raised and this and that. Like for instance, now it's like she could be mad at me for probably like half an hour because I ate like the rest of the cinnamon toast crunch or something like that. Are you bastard! And then, <laughs> and then she'll be like. Why was the box like on top of the counter, but the bag was thrown away? I'm like, I was gonna put the the box in the recycling bin. It's cardboard. It got <laughs> so it's like stuff like that to like you know send a trigger. But I mean, it was like 20, 30 minutes a pass, and I'll be able to like send like a joke through a text message or something. And what we do without text? We we, we kind of keep it Nothing. like we keep it. I always keep it lighthearted. Like it's like I'm always like no matter how mad I am or irritated I am, I'm always down for a laugh. So it's like I just try to. You know, if comic she's, relief. Yeah, it's like I'll give her space. Like she'll be like, you know, like give me my my ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna play two K. There you go. And then she'll be like, well, you can't have fun if you're not a, if you're not <laughs> if you're away from me. She used to put that uh, like, say that uh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> so it's not just me. I'm supposed there. to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> what? But yeah, so she'll say that, and then it's like I'll come back like thirty minutes later. Like give me a hug, give me a kiss, like force it, stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, what you see in what we used to see in black men, like what do you see most when it comes down? Like a lot of guys have mental breakdowns, whether it's like depression, anxiety, whatever. Like what do you usually see like the leading causes for some of that stuff going on? Keeping it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a sponge. You can only take so much. Yeah. Before it just starts coming out and That's whatever. What so I mean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we we almost made it a whole episode. That's a first. <sighs> but no, I, I look at it that way. It's like our brains are like sponges. If we can only hold so much information, so much stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Before it's just like, all right, you know what? Whatever. Like I just recall at work, so I deal with a lot with customer service and service issues and everything our department may have at times. And after so much, I told all my coworkers, I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm. <laughs> That's Say it. Say that for tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> Write it down. Put it in my email. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with this shit right mm-hmm. now. No, I'm not. I'm good. So I think it's that, you know, we try to take on so much of the world and so much on our shoulders, but we got to be realistic and say, you know what? I actually can't take all this in right now. Is there a... Is there a, a, a top, well, I don't want to say a topic. I'll say, is there a struggle that you feel that majority or I can't say majority but a lot of men deal with um for example like so uh I'll say like a lot of women hold in like issues they had growing up like with their mom for instance or something like that so do you feel like there is an issue that a lot of men especially black men encounter growing up that they hold on to that you think kind of contributes to them having those breakdowns later on like an issue that they all kind of like struggle with and maybe never address like growing up or whatever it is so this is like a, a fake, honest plug of something we want to address moving forward in our our podcast. Mm-hmm. And there are what there was research done by Henry Health. Um, Henry Health is basically a application where you can 
reach out to black therapists, counselors, and everybody. Mm-hmm. You can be connected to a person of your preference, of mm-hmm. color. And they identified, along with another organization, the top five stresses for black men. Mm. And so one of them was dealing with race and racism, mm-hmm. jobs and careers. Um, it was families, relationships. Um, another one was yeah, finances. Definitely money and finances because you want to make so much, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And I can't remember the run of another one offhand, but ultimately, it ultimately boils down to those five things. Mm-hmm. So once those things cause you stress and you let them get to you, mm-hmm. then it's like, uh, like this is like something I can't get over, and I don't. That's when the talk snowball starts exactly. forming. And so I think really those issues can boil into those five, with the exception of maybe a few others. But if you don't address those, then You've already started that snowball. Mm-hmm. And another, I think it all boils down to the ego piece, too. Because mm-hmm. our ego is just like, I'm a man. Exactly. It's like, you don't even know what that means. Like, exactly. Stop. stop <laughs> like, anatomically, that. yes. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah, you're, you're a male. A you're a male. We get it. Right. We're, not, we're not taught how to, like, ask for help in our community. Mm-hmm. No, That's not at all. Yeah, get out and do it yourself. Yeah. 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 Women either. Men especially. Mm-hmm. But but depending on the kind of, the kind of like, I'll I'll say I'll put it on like the mom the kind of mom you have, um, yeah. Like for women, it's it's very, yeah. It's definitely like a uh, so uh, you figuring that out? Uh, you got some answers. I mean, you got this figure. You know, it's very yeah. Trial and error to you. Get yeah. Right. Sometimes they didn't deal with that. Not to say they didn't deal with it, Ooh. but they didn't ever address the issues. Like parents. Oh yeah, like, yeah for like, sure. Well, I never figured this out, so I, I can't help. I you. I can't help you. So right. my cop out is. Figure it out. You do it yourself because you I don't this. got the answers. Exactly. It's like, what? <laughs> I was talking wow. to a friend of mine and I said, one of the like, one of the craziest like realizations as you grow up is that you realize that your parents are people who had kids and that they weren't born parents. Mm-hmm. And so that, I feel like that allows um, kind of like you kind of are able to like sympathize with them a little bit because it's like you kind of don't really know what you're doing like you might really be fucking up like because you don't know that you're not fucking up or you know whatever so um that's like a major realization though is when you realize like okay my parents were just people who had kids like they weren't born to be amazing mothers and fathers so if they mess up like i gotta give them a pass because i mean they're, they're people right and I think that's kind of a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow because then it sheds light on the issues that you have with them. And it's like, oh, okay, well, they, they don't necessarily know how to fix that or how to be better than, you know, kind of what they are when it comes to certain certain shit. What was the name of that site you just said for people to actually pick their therapist based off of the preference they want? Uh, I know. So I think the website is henry-health.com or .org. Yeah, look it up. But um. We are, like I said, we're going to be partnering with them. We're actually going to be interviewing okay. the founder and CEO That's dope. Um, about, you know, what this whole, you know, top five stresses mm-hmm. of black men is and then be addressing them on our okay. episode. So. It's henry-health.com. I think that's also huge right. because as a black man, you feel like I can't talk to a white guy about my struggle. Like, you're not going to understand. You're not going to understand. Like, you're going to give me this off-the-book answer. Like, like you want to go somebody with, like you said, you, that that looks like you, who's right. possibly went through the same things, or like it's, it's there's no way in the world like, I feel like you can talk to somebody of a different color, like you said, about racism or about making enough money because you feel like all oh, that shit was pretty much handed to you and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. growing up, like have to deal with a you know it, the the elements of my neighborhood and how it affected me, or not growing up with a father, 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure what the number is for how many white kids grew up without their father, but I'm pretty sure it's a whole lot lower than right. our numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the only thing we found alarming, especially when we first started this whole thing, is, you know, African Americans in general, especially men, deal with some of the highest cases of mental illness, mm-hmm. but we're one of the least least report them. Oh, I believe, I and so believe. that, to me, didn't shock me as much because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, think about that one time where that one girl dumped you in high school or middle school or whatever. Mm-hmm. You ain't want to tell nobody that shit. No, like, no, oh, I'm a man. Yeah, I'm going to tell nobody that. Yeah, I dumped I, her. <laughs> it's like, I mean, no, you didn't. So it's that down, whole, yeah, it's that yeah. whole mindset and that whole culture that, you know, if you're going through something, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I do deep down believe that it has something to do with how we were, how our culture came through slavery. I mean, if you look at back then, you know, don't you learn? Better not read that book. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, let me not tell nobody what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or keep working, keep working. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I got to keep working because if I don't, I might die today. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have that those lessons, those mindsets passed down over time. Mm-hmm. And now we are where we are today. And it's like, well, yeah. You know, some people are like, well, at 4.30, I'm going home. Some of us like, we got to keep working, got to keep working, got to right, keep working. Right, we're going to get all the OT and all yeah. the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to get paid this time. but And especially here, you see so many people work, especially like in plants. Like, you'll see them work, like, triple, like, oh, I'm trying to get triple overtime. You know, and it's, right. and it's like they're working to get all this money. But because of the way our community is kind of wired, they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're making all this money, but they're not creating any wealth. They're not creating any Mm-hmm. Any kind of security for themselves, or they put it on Instagram. Mm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Message. We sitting here like getting money, got the J's, mm-hmm. got these red bottoms. It's mm-hmm. like, but my girl, but you walking like Bambi through the club, like, come <laughs> on, <I'm>... <laughs> and <laughs> your house don't. You need to improve this, like. There's fence in you front of your what, house. Like, people take, when people take pictures, you can always look at their floorboards and see what's going on. Because if them floorboards is all like fucked at the bottom, like <laughs> you ain't finessing me. And them, and them, and them six hundred dollars. Or that real them. big bottle of uh, cocoa butter lotion. <laughs> <laughs> the never... water, the water joint. <laughs> yeah, the water dog joint. <laughs> what's that, Queen Helen? Something like that. <laughs> wow. Just saying. Like okay, forever ashy. Um, <laughs> so one last thing before we uh, wrap it up. So do you guys have any tips or you know, or um, literature? You know, a lot of people can either reach out to if they're having certain issues, or either coming out and talk to somebody, or just like self help. Um. So like I said, one of them definitely is definitely uh, the Henry Health application. Like I said, it does link you to actually get help okay. and who to talk to. Um. I always stress this because everybody either can't afford getting like professional help or not. Mm-hmm. Have like a trusted circle of people you can just like, mm-hmm. like, yo, bro, like, I'm legit going through this. Like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is what's happening. And like a judge free zone, just have that type of like environment. Mm-hmm. And if you can't surround yourself with those type of people, then you probably don't need to be around them anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, yes, I have my wife and I'm, we don't mind bouncing stuff back and forth, but. I know at the drop of a dime, I can call this guy. Exactly. Or I can legit call, like, you know, some of my groomsmen. Like, mm-hmm. I can call them and be like, yo, this is exactly what I'm going through. And they can either be like, you know what? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Right. But if you just need to just <laughs> let it go, let yeah. me know. So just surround yourself with people that actually will come through for you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that through your jobs, like a lot of companies have um, employee assistance programs that offer um, like one to like five sessions, depending on um, 
the company. Mm-hmm. So you can always um, reach out to them too and see if they have, you know, a, a provider of color. And don't be afraid to take those from. sick days. Oh, yeah. Listen. Sick days are for mental health too. Really? Okay. Like that part. But yeah. that's just my personal I be, I be using no, them no, for shits and gigs, I'm but I'm definitely you. feeling that. I be no. using them because. No, I don't care if they be like you weak. I'm like, I don't care what you talking about. I can't give you this work. If I'm, I'm nah, I'm going home. Good night. I, I always say that I use a sick day to go see Black Panther. Like the day it came out, like I wasn't at work. I was in the theater. You That's was, solid. Though. That's a yeah. solid reason. Yeah, that's a solid exactly. reason. Yeah. What you got, Judy? Oh, y'all ready for rap lyrics? She gets so happy. Oh boy, I bet you I could guess it without even like. No, it's um. It breaks. Well, she, Is that the music? That's the music. It's just loud. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So uh, this week's rap lyrics. <clears throat> From understand rap ex- explanations of confusing rap lyrics, you and your grandma can understand. Whole car strapped and I ain't talking seatbelts. Lyric from song, bottom of the map. On album, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101 by artist Young Jeezy. Every individual sitting in the automobile has a gun, which, regardless of the adjective used, is probably not in a holster, but more likely secured within the waistband of one's pants. And I am not making a reference to the safety devices protecting their lives in case of an accident. That's from from Bottom of the Map on album Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101 by artist Young Jeezy. I love that album. Ah, (laughs) Get a a ID. The name says you, but the face is me. Lyric from song Hell Yeah on album RBG Revolutionary But Gangsta by artist Dead Prez. One way to exploit a corrupt system is to confuse law enforcement officers by falsifying driver's license information, making it difficult for investigators to pin a crime such as credit fraud on you. These have been this week's rap lyrics to understand rap. Explanations of confusing rap lyrics you and your grandma can understand. That's Out of legit. the last four or five months she's been doing, those were the most spot on fucking explanations. <laughs> AJ Johnson 313 picked them, so there's that. Well, whoever brought that down, because that's not the same white guy who broke down the yeah, rest of them no, shit. I mean, that's William Buckholtz. Oh, so, I good mean. Good job, Bill. Oh, gosh. Billy Buckholtz. He's Bill. a technical writer. He lives in Seattle. Never read that. For sure, nigga. Good job. Huh. All right, guys. Uh, drop your information on social media the day your show drops, all that good stuff, where they can find you at. Got you. So, um, please follow us on all social media platforms, especially on Facebook at Mental Matters Podcast Community, Instagram Mental Matters Podcast, and Twitter at Mental Matters P. Uh, we're on SoundCloud or on iTunes. We are on Google Play Music, probably some of your favorite podcast streaming applications. And yes, if you got questions, concerns, or got a topic on your mind, on your mental, hit us up at Mental Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Yep. And cool. we're always at Wayne State, so you'll run into Just us. dangling. Just <laughs> oh, y'all just be out there functioning. <laughs> well, I, I do other things. I'm an advisor for a local engineering society down there, too, so oh. I'm always on campus. Oh, okay. But okay, I stay cool. down there, too, so oh, cool. I'm always in the community. So. so if y'all see these guys out, um, you know, slowly approach. Like, don't be on no wild shit. <laughs> right up on niggas. <laughs> and if I tell you no, back up, don't be offended. That's right. slowly. I mean, proceed with caution. I mean, yeah. Right. What? See, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week, we had, or it's been two weeks since I started donations for the Flint Water Drive. Wasn't mm-hmm. that last week? Well, that's the one I announced it when I started doing it, but I was taking them. Oh, oh, gotcha, that. gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. And didn't realize at the same time I announced it, the same shit was going on within our Detroit public school systems. So, 
Um, I've been battling back and forth with this, but I think I'm going, I'm going to put a halt to that for a minute mm. and get back to it later on because I feel like I definitely need to help out with what's Detroit. going on here. Mm-hmm. So what's the new plan? Um, right now, like I said, I, I'm still taking the donations. I reached out to some schools to see who are just openly just like, hey, just bring the shit up here. Right. So I'm going to get with a couple of people to see like, okay, y'all just want to do something and just find a local school. Mm-hmm. We'll pick a bunch of schools and just send the stuff up there because mm-hmm. – I'm like, yeah, as much as I still want to do the Flint, like, I, I got to help home first. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. the kids can't even drink the water in there. And that's, and I know Flint can't even bathe and have their stuff and everything. Right. But I'm like, all right, well, like I said, I put out a, a press release. You know, yeah. Some press release. I, I, I see you. I'm definitely going to get back to that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this one out going, get this one going first. So everything is still going um, as usual. Um, the date, like I said, since I don't have an open date for this, this is just as much as we can get, we're going to just find the schools and just take them up there. So so you'll keep them updated as it were. Yeah. So um, Everyday Ignorance reached out to me. I think we're going to try to collab and do some shit. Um, anybody else want to just like, hey, I want to donate some or if I know a school who actually needs it, you know, we'll we'll, all, we'll, we'll get this shit together. Sounds good. So. But yeah, my I must say social security. My social media goes as follows. <laughs> I mean, right. you social security. <laughs> right. Listen, y'all be, y'all be hella disappointed. So. <laughs> I can't get nothing. <laughs> Take this shit back. Get this shit right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey underscore verse, Twitter and Instagram is where you'll find me. You can follow me on um, Twitter and Instagram at Judy double underscore W. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Unsavory Antics Pod and on Twitter at Unsavory Antics. www.unsavoryantics.com. Is that it? That is all. We want to thank you guys so much for coming and visiting with us today. It was thank you for having us. Great show. We we very very thankful. It was and a pleasure. Uh, I think that's that's it for this week. Send us home. All right, keep your liquor strong, keep your laughter long, keep your antics unsavory. Have a good week. Peace.